Today's episode, everyone, is brought to you by The Gallery. Based out of New York, The Gallery is a curated collection of photographs from around the world. While we are unable to travel, this is a great way to bring peace of the world to you. All prints are made from 100% recycled aluminium, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, The Gallery is offering our listeners 15% off their purchase by using the code 15OFF. Go to thegallery.com, that's the G-A-L-R-Y.com, so your wall will never be boring again. All their links and socials will be in the description, and let's get into the episode. Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Understeer podcast, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Logan Hannah. Logan, how are you today? I'm good, thank you very much for having me on. Nice to hear, but let's just get straight into a couple of questions. So first of all, um, hopefully you and your family have all been keeping well throughout the uh, lockdown and the pandemic, but how did you keep yourself uh, racing fresh and sort of busy um, during the pandemic? Um, Like many others, um, we invested in a little at-home sim, so I've been trying to get used to that, but honestly, I'm absolutely rubbish on it. It's not the same as being in the car, Um, but I just, I use it whenever I need to using it once or twice a week just to keep sharp and now that racing is slowly starting to get back again I'm looking forward to actually getting back into a real car and not having to do it in my front room. <laughs> awesome and, and how realistic would you say that uh, certain uh, simulators are to sort of IRL uh, racing? Um, the ones at home I think are a little bit further, more further away than the ones that you would get at the race teams that are that they spend lots of time on um but the ones at home I would say with iRacing and the correct sort of equipment I would say it's pretty it's as close as you're going to get to then jumping into a proper one that's sitting in a, at a race team to then jumping in a car yeah awesome so and then obviously um pretty early on in your career you did you make the decision to be based sort of in Dubai was that a, was that a racing decision or a personal decision um, actually, we had lived in Dubai for, I think it was about six years prior to me starting racing. So it was my dad's job. We moved out there in oh, right. 2007. But it was actually the racing, both racing and sort of school and education decision decision to um, move back to the UK. Mm. And, that, just sort of, and then, yeah. um, sorry, and then how how would you say it was different? Um, a benef- was it um, a benefit to have raced uh, in Dubai, uh, in the UAE, compared to, um, say, racing in England initially? Yeah I, would say, yeah, I would say it was because it was always sunny, so as a novice, you never had to worry about the rain. <laughs> it was We didn't actually have any wet tyres at the track at all, so if it did rain, we wouldn't race. But then moving home, it I think it really helped widen my eyes and s- sort of see what there was to do. Because in Dubai, it's very... Well, now you've got the F4 championship and all that sort of stuff out there. But when we lived there, it was just the karting. And it was it was a karting and then a massive jump. And you had to go away to Europe or something. But coming home and seeing all the different ways you could come through the ranks and all the different stuff you could try, it was just a no-brainer for us to move home, I think. Awesome. And then how different would you say the karting scene is uh, kind of carrying on from that to uh, the, the British scene? Well, in Dubai, the championship runs more of an off-season for the European and the British guys. So whenever we're out, whenever we're out there, there's a few big-name races and lots of British and European drivers would come out and join us. Um, but coming home, I didn't actually get to do any of the 
British Championship or any of that sort of stuff. Mm. I mostly stuck to doing um, club racing in Scotland because my dad was still living abroad and I've got two younger siblings, so it'd be difficult for my mum to ferry me around and yeah. still have to live us to two other little people. Yeah, and then I should ask, what sort of first inspired you to take up um, racing and karting? Was there a particular moment or watching? or? Um, my dad used to race. He'd done it as a hobby more than anything. It was He was very much a gentleman driver and just done it for the because he liked it um mm. but I was whenever he was racing I would be there every weekend without a doubt I don't think I missed one in all his years of racing and it just honestly it was about two years of just pestering him to let me have a shot and to get me out in a go-kart and once he did I don't think we've looked back since. So how uh interested would you say that you are on the technical side of uh the cars as well as the racing side? On the technical side um, when I was a lot younger, I was that that was all it was to me because I wasn't racing and it was I wanted to help and with the team my dad was racing with it was always oh no you just you stand back and you watch but as I've come through the karting I've always been interested in it mm. but it's just it's been something that I've never put my full focus into but now that I'm moving into cars and the feedback's more important I'm fully yeah. focused on on that sort of stuff now and give trying to give the correct feedback to people that need it the most yeah sure it's very valuable then in was it 2014 did you qualify to represent the UAE in the SWS world junior karting finals um yeah that was actually um I had only done eight races prior to that and it was eight races you had to qualify and it was I think it was I qualified through being one of the top three girls in the world in that championship I think wow and it it, we just were at the track one day and somebody came up and well, the other boy that we went with was asking, oh, have you, se you seen the, the announcement? And me and my dad had no clue up until that point. Wow, so that, that's pretty impressive that you were, how big of a step up was that from, you know, doing a couple of races and then you were in the World Junior Casting Finals at part of the Le Mans circuit? It was, it was incredible. It was, I think it was one of the first events that that new circuit had done and the, even the, like the level that all the other drivers were on were much higher than I was because I was just a little, I'd only just started racing and it was all still rental carts, but mm. it rained on the last final day and I'm happy to say I kept on the black stuff. So I definitely <laughs> took that away from that weekend. Yeah, it must have been a very a great experience. And can you just kind of, kind of continuing on from the Le Mans sort of theme, would you, um, could you see yourself maybe going and doing some uh, endurance 12 or 24 hour races maybe in your career uh, soon or... I would. I'm on. I'm open to everything. I've always said from the beginning, from from a young age, it was always IndyCar rather than F1. And then, since being home and getting to meet people and watching racing, the endurance side is it just looks so exciting. And in mm. being able to be involved in a 24 hour or 12 hour race would just be amazing. But it's whatever door is open to me, I'm willing to to jump at. And uh, it's at the end of the day, it's all down to money. Yeah. I think the endurance races also pose like completely unique like sort of challenges uh, uh, compared to sort of single seater shorter races as well. Yeah, definitely. Then was it in twenty fourteen and sort of twenty fifteen you moved up to the uh, the UAE? Was it the Rotas Max Challenge? Um, one of, it's pretty notorious for being pretty unforgivable out there. It's pretty long as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, you were pretty consistent, gaining a lot of top ten finishes there. How? tough or easy did you find that sort of with the length and because it, it's in the off season as you mentioned there are quite a few big names out there how how did you find that um 
racing out there, like I, it was starting from scratch and it was, as most novices do, you sort of start at the back and then each race, you're, either you make mistakes and you learn from them. And as a championship, the drivers out there were, as you said, like un, unforgivable out there. And the races were long and it was, when you started to get to the, the, the end of the season and the beginning of it, it was like ridiculous to buy desert temperatures. And But the tracks were amazing and we did, we travelled all over the UAE and into Oman and that sort of stuff. But there, it's, I think it's, as any karting is, it's just another step up from what mm. the UK could be, I think. Yeah. Just because there's so much money behind the motorsport out there. Mm. Then, was it uh, 2017 you moved up to the cars? Um, was it F4 UAE Championship, uh, was it? Yeah. Uh, so in, yeah, I had moved home in 2017. Um, I had done a little bit of testing in Janetta Junior, but nothing... No racing or any of that sort of stuff. Just trying to get my toes and get my toes in the water and get the ball rolling. Hmm. Um, and and to, end of twenty seventeen, we I flew out to Dubai to do the first round of the F four UAE Championship. Um, and again, couple of my, races I, there. I know Yas Marina was actually one of the first tracks I'd ever seen my dad racing on. Hmm. And then for me to be racing out there, and my because it was in the UAE, my dad was able to watch. So it was a very special weekend for us. How different, how much of a step up would you say that was from your, I suppose, previous experience of the testing in Ginettas and um, the karts? Um, NF4 almost is a big go-kart the way it handles, but I had, I've been a part of the, the YRDA um, Young Racing Driver Academy with Arden and in their sim very often before that. Um, so I had the preparation behind me, but I would... I would see that for somebody that's jumping into a car and testing an F4 for the first time, without it being in that sort of environment that I had, it would be a very, very big jump. Mm. And would you say, are there any particular, particularly tough tracks out there? Because I know from, um, this is completely not, I'm sure it's not the same, but in Project Cars, they always put you in the Dubai Autodrome that has mm. um, so many corners in it, and I always go off. But would you say yeah. are there are any particularly um, tough tracks out there that, that you found really tough or um, I've not personally driven around the Dubai Autodrome but my I've, I've been passengers in the Dubai Autodrome and spent lots of time there and I know that for a track there are a few corners that are a little bit sketchy and have notorious names for those reasons but Yas Marina is one of those ones that it's incredibly technical and because of the amount of long straights it's your exit on every corner counts and the time just adds up if you're getting it wrong then, um, was it 2018 and 2019, sort of, you uh, raced, was it Formula Ford 1,600 or 1,600, um, mm. able to come fourth, uh, that with 175 points and taking um, three podiums. How different would you say it was coming back to uh, Scotland um, and then racing? Now it's probably a lot more rain, I'm assuming, um, different weather and all that kind of thing. Um, racing in the UK is a lot different to racing in the UAE again with the weather and being in Knock Hill that's heightened even more mm. um, my first weekend was a it was a notorious sunny dry Saturday and then the Sunday was just torrential rain so it was a big moment and a big eye opener for me but I've actually grown to quite enjoy the rain since mm. since starting up um, and yeah it's just taking one step at a time and the championship last year was so much fun to do in Scotland um, and all the drivers were were great as well. And then um, have you got any plans sort of moving forward maybe uh, this year um, 
maybe a couple of more. Do you have anything set that you want to do? Do you have an idea of sort of any of the things you want would like to do? Or um, originally, before pre COVID and lockdown, it was we were stuck between doing the Scottish Championship and the National Championship and Formula Fords um, off the back of our really good weekend weekends at the festival in the Walter Hayes. But due to financial issues with sponsors having to pull out because of the recent pandemic, um, we've now had to take a step back and look at what we've actually able to do and what we're able to get for our money. So, so far we're targeting the last two big weekends of the year again, but we're now just trying to pinpoint another one or two races that we can really get the best value for money for us. And so we're not dawdling about in a smaller group, whereas we could be racing the next weekend in a group of 30. Mm. We want to get the best track time for us. I'm sure, I'm sure. And have you had a particular, any um, couple of moments that have kind of, can you pinpoint any that have been sort of your favourite uh, moments of your racing career to date so far? Or um, The Walter Hayes final was one for me, I think. I'm pretty sure my dad had annoyed me um, pre-race and I didn't care if the car came back before wheels or none. So I just, I basically just drove it off its wheels and and I think I started the final on the last row and finished finished something like 21st and wow. it was top squad and top female and it was an incredible weekend and then another one to pinpoint would probably be racing at the F1 at the end of last year that was just so surreal it's like all those things you see on TV yeah and then seeing it on and then you're part of it that must be pretty cool and um, how much of a sort of um, a watcher of motorsport are you? What sort of motorsport um, would you be watching sort of, say, this weekend? There's quite a lot on, if any. Um, I mean, if I could set up all the screens, I'd be watching all of them at once. <laughs> but I'll probably be jumping between the touring cars and the F1. And if the GTs, if GC was racing this year, this weekend, I'd be watching that as well. But whatever's on, I like to watch. And if I know somebody that's racing that's just... It makes me want to watch even more. And um, how difficult would you say it was? Was it difficult um, being a female coming up in such a male-dominated sport? Or was it? Did you have any negative, positive experiences of that that you'd like to share? Um, you don't. T- it's not as bad as some people may think. I think when you're starting out in karting and you're younger and boys have big egos and that sort of stuff, um, you you're a little bit more sensitive to it then. But in the paddocks nowadays at the level I race at and any level above you don't really hear that much from it it's more things like social media and people that don't actually know or understand mm-hmm. what happens behind the scenes and what they're really talking about and have you got anyone um, who sort of uh, inspired you uh, any people that you really look up to uh, in the racing world or outside the racing world um, currently um from a young age it was always Pippa Mann and Danica Patrick um, but recently being able to race alongside the likes of Jamie Chadwick at the Walter Hayes that was incredible just me and her being in the same equipment and seeing that they what could what the future could be and that sort of stuff yeah. um, but other than that it's, it's just every person that has helped me along the way has sort of inspired me and pushed me further and further ahead. That is that's really cool to hear. And finally, um, have you got anything that you would like to add before we get onto the quiz? Um, no, I'm quite good. I'm happy to get onto the quiz. Awesome. So we've got ten questions uh, here. Um, mm-hmm. They seem to be getting harder 
uh, each week depends how much of a how much of a motorsport or Formula One sort of badger are you? Would you say or no? <laughs> <laughs> so that. I watch it, but I'm not that into it. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> so the high, the highest score is nine, and the worst score is six. Um, couple of mm-hmm. uh, a couple of drivers that you might know. Um, do you know James Pull? He raced GT cars. So he got seven point five. Uh, Ollie Caldwell. He's racing F three at the moment as we're recording. We'll probably just mm-hmm. finish practice. Uh, he got seven. So they might be sort of ones to compare on. Depends on how you feel, but. <laughs> let's see how we go so um let's start off with question number one which current uh leading designer in the formula one paddock started his his career off in indycar before joining the marks team in 1988 going on to have uh, very successful stints at the likes of williams red bull and mclaren oh i have absolutely no clue do you want to take a guess do you know any sort of uh think of any designers or designers? Well, like sort of uh, just innovators, like Paddy Lowe or people like that. It's not. Oh my it. God, no! Absolutely no idea. <laughs> Adrian Newey, have you heard of him? Yeah, uh, n- n- ring n- rings a bell. Yeah, but it's oh my God. Yeah. Is <laughs> that the answer? Yeah, that's the answer. So he's the okay. sort of one who kind of pioneers the uh, the downforce. sort of cars like Red Bull. Um, <laughs> And um, what age was Lewis Hamilton when he made his Formula One debut? Was it was he twenty? Was he twenty one? Or was he twenty two? Twenty one. Or oh, twenty two. Oh. Oh well. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. All fun and games. Exactly. Just a quiz. Just a little bit of fun. Um, who who won the Formula Four UAE Championship? In its inaugural year in 2016. Oh, he's racing in GTs at the moment, isn't he? <laughs> uh, what's his name? Begins with a J. His first name. I know. He's, I know. I know who he is. I know the face. I just can't <laughs> think the name. Oh, this is so annoying. Jonathan, someone. Jonathan, someone. Yeah. Can you remember the surname? Sounds like no, a place in Scotland. Not. Aberdeen. Oh, <laughs> I don't know Aberdeen, so it is. Spelt, spelt, uh, spelt strangely though, A-B-E-R-D-E-I-N. But anyway, another question on Formula 4 uh, UAE. Um, who are the engine suppliers for the cars currently? And that's Abarth, isn't it? Yep, that is correct. Yeah. There's one, there you go. We're rolling, we're rolling. Um, can you name two... Uh, former Formula One drivers who have uh, driven in the Scottish Formula Ford uh, 1600 Championship. Uh, I think David Coulthard was one. Yep. Would Paul Dress be the other? No, Maybe. Alan McNish it was actually. It was Paul's dad that used to race in Formula Ford. Mm. So that's that's Paul one point. Dress. That's two points now we got. Um, okay. So... Number five, um, it's kind of a bit of an obvious one, it's maybe in the title, um, but what is the CC or brake horsepower of the Scottish Formula 1600 cars? Six, 1600? <laughs> yeah, 1600cc. Well, that's an easy one, that's an extra point. <laughs> that's, is that three points now? Doing well? You go on a roll. 
Who won last year's British Formula 4 Championship? Formula 4 Championship, that was... Uh, Zane someone. Who won? Oh, yeah, Zane Maloney, yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Um, and this was... um. Which team uh, did Bernie Ecclestone purchase in 1971? Not Jordan or something? No. Do you want to have another guess? 1971. It was one of the... They're not a team around now. Um, Lotus? No. Oh. Another guess? I was just going to throw... Uh, no, no. It was actually <laughs> it was actually Brabham um, in 1971 that he purchased before trying to get more influence, uh, which he eventually got um, on the paddock. But who currently holds the the record for the most race starts in Formula One? Most race starts. It's not like Fernando or something, like Alonso or something. No, it's Brazilian. So Massa. No, he's raced. He raced alongside um, what's his face Button at Braun uh, in two thousand nine. I think he's racing. He raced for Ferrari. Yeah, he might, he's raced for Ferrari as well. He might not. Is he? Do you know? Not. Not Felipe Massa then. No, I can't think of any other drivers. Rubens Barrichello. Oh, yeah, Rubens Barrichello, yeah. He, got, he had, amazingly, 332 race starts and 326 race entries. Pretty pretty impressive. Wouldn't mind to have half the amount of Grand Prix starts that he's had. Exactly. <laughs> and then an Indy, Indy 500 question. In which year was the 100th edition of the Indy 500 held? Is that not two years ago? No. A little bit longer. Two years ago? Mm. A little longer. Five? 2016. 2016, plus that. I think we can four, give you that. Four years ago. I think we can give you that. So that yeah, four, <laughs> <laughs> We can give you that. So that is five points um, to finish on. That's a pretty tough one today. Um, but um, thank you so much for coming on. Um, have you got anything that, um, what would you say to maybe any uh, young boys or girls maybe kind of interested uh, in taking up uh, having go-karting, go what would you say to them? And just to have a go at it and stick at it even when it when it gets tough. I think that as a paddock in the UK, motorsport is incredibly friendly and everybody's there behind you and it's just, it's a matter of just sticking in and even when the times get tough and learning from those mistakes that you make and pushing for those Highs. Awesome. So, can you remember your social media, um, your tags off by heart, or? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to run through them? Yeah. Please, if you could. Yeah. Well, my Instagram is just Logan Hannah, and then the number nine. I think my Twitter is Logan Hannah, and then ninety two. And then the Facebook is just Logan Hannah Racing. And then I will leave. Um, Logan's uh, website and I think you have a YouTube channel as well I got a couple of racing clips on there my dad posting <laughs> he thinks he's he's doing me doing me a favour <laughs> <laughs> I will leave all your links uh, in the description so guys do make sure you uh, if you're on Apple and stuff 
hop over to uh, YouTube and go and check uh, Logan out. And when hopefully we we'll go and see our Wenchies uh, next racing, hopefully uh, doing really well. But it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, Logan. I uh, wish you all the best uh, for the rest of your career. Um, uh, hope you uh, and everyone stays well. And um, for now, that's uh, pretty much bye-bye from me. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.